Hey there, this is Therese Skelly, and I am so excited that you are going to be listening to an episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. Do you like those two words? Fiercely Brilliant. My hypothesis is that you are here for a reason. We all are. Our souls have led us on journeys that have very often taken some twists and turns, and sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes there's struggle, and there's loss, and there's challenge, and in the middle of that, there's always the way out. And it's those times that often lead us into our great life and work. So you're going to hear stories in these episodes of myself and other beautiful people that share the journey. They share how they got to the place where they're standing, working in their brilliance and being the powerful leaders that they are. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. Hey, this is Therese Skelly in another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. And I love, love, love bringing people to you that have just amazing stories and inspiring messages. And I don't think there's anything more inspiring than to understand as a woman at at a a more advanced age, right, that, that you are super powerful. And so I'm delighted to bring Jennifer Arthurton on today. She's got a fabulous story to share with us. And so Jennifer, welcome. So glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, thank you. Well, why don't you start by telling us what you do today and what you love about it? Yeah, so I am the founder and creator of Old Chicks No Shit. So it's K-N-O-W-S-H-I-T, which is a community um, and a podcast um, that's basically all about inspiring women to see themselves as powerful um, as, you know, smart and you have all of this knowledge and wisdom at a time when in our culture, we are often downplayed, seen as irrelevant, even Mm -hmm. invisible. Mm -hmm. And it's so not true. And so what I love about the the work that I do is just really watching women step into their power and watching them get inspired by other women, other midlife women doing incredible things. So I love that. Ah, yeah. Okay. It's going to be juicy today. So why don't we just start, let's just jump into your story. Cause you, you have a, a story, you know, and most of us, what we go through becomes our work at some point. Right. And so your story Absolutely. allowed this beautiful old chicks no shit movement to be birthed. So yeah. why, don't you, why don't you start there? Yeah. So, um, I had a long corporate career. Um, basically, you know, I did all the things that I was supposed to do. So I went to college, got good marks, got a good job, worked my way up the ranks. Um, you know, ended up in a 30-year corporate career with a, um, a global finance company. Mm-hmm. And kind of along the way, you know, sometimes I would ask myself the question, I'm like, is this it? Is this kind uh, of what my life is? Is this what I've worked so hard for? And then, of course, just like most of us, I would push that question aside because I've got work to do. I got to get back to my, <laughs> you know, my, my family, my career. Um, and by all accounts, like my life was a fantastic life. Like I had a beautiful family, a beautiful house. I traveled a lot. I had amazing uh, perks with my job. Mm-hmm. And um, in the year leading up to my 50th birthday, um, I found myself uh, divorced, um, unemployed, <laughs> um, empty nested. So my daughter left for school and wow. I was bedridden with a stress-related illness. And so... Everything, like in that short space, short space of time, mm-hmm. every identity that I had in the world was mm-hmm. basically taken away from me. Like mm-hmm. I was no longer a wife. I was no longer a mother. Well, still, but yeah, you know, I not actively yeah. day to day. I was no longer a corporate executive. 
And another big part of my identity was, was fitness. Like I was the person who was in the gym, you know, at five 30 before I went to the office. And for most days I couldn't get out of bed. Like grocery shopping was a major event that would take mm. me half the day and a few naps. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was pretty much all of my identity was stripped away from me in a very short space mm. of time. And, you know, it, what I began to realize is that without all of those identities, without all of those faces to the world, I had no idea who I was. Mm. I lay in bed, throwing myself a big old pity party for months and months and months, asking myself the question, like, who am I? Like, yeah. what do I want? Right. And the scary thing was I didn't have an answer. Wow. Like I really had no idea. I had molded and shaped myself to do all the things that I was supposed to do. And I did them really, really well. Mm -hmm. Um, But underneath it, I had no idea who I was. I had no identity of my own. And so, you know, after a long time of sitting with that and realizing, you know, like, well, a lot of the questions I was asking myself was like, my life is over. How can I even start over at the age of 50? Right? Like, who does that? Aren't I supposed to be like, riding off into the retirement sunset somewhere. (laughs) It said, here I am in my bed and I'm looking around going, everybody else has got their shit together. What's wrong with me? Yeah. Wow. So after a few months of that, that got a little bit, got a little old. Yeah, sure. (laughs) I finally, I finally came and I started a very spiritual journey at that point as well, too. Like the who figuring out who I am in the broader context Mm -hmm. of the universe. Um, And then I decided that this was an opportunity for me to create what I wanted like to become the person that I always wanted to be or that I was inside, right? And I could actually build the life that I wanted. And so I started searching for inspiration. I'm like, where are all of the, you know, the kick-ass women in their 50s and yeah, 60s? Sure, what are they doing? Where are they hanging yeah. out? What, what are they doing? How did they do it? And when I started to look around, the messaging that came from, you know, mainstream media and our culture in general was kind of depressing. Like advertising for any woman that's over the age of 40 was about bladder leakage protection, (laughs) meal replacement shakes, um, or retirement packages. And I was like, okay, well, those are all needed, but like, not right now. Yeah. Yeah. I can't relate to that. Yeah. Right. And that's why I started old chicks, no shit, because at that point I got to the point where I'm like, you know what, I have a ton of life experience and knowledge and wisdom. And I have so much more that I want to do in this life. And I have to be able to turn that into something. And so I created the inspiration that I wished I'd had mm-hmm. through the Old Chicks No Shit podcast, through blogging about my experience. Um, and then that eventually led into uh, mentoring and workshops and um, the, the Kickstarter mastermind that I run now. So cool. Yeah. Wow. So there's so much there to unpack, but I want to start. <laughs> I want to start with, you know, I love the piece where if you took the identity of wife, mom, corporate, you know, exec, fitness, healthy, then you're left with nothing. And let's talk about identity. You know, I feel like so many of us, I I thought men had it bad. I thought the men were, you are what you do, but it seems like women are just as wedded to it. So let's talk about how that happens. And how do you, how do you start Hopefully, here's what I want for you guys if you're listening. I don't want you to have to be in bed getting a divorce. <laughs> like, I don't recommend that path. Yeah, like, oh, that's, that's one way, but we're trying to save you from the like, you know, mm-hmm. life taking the shit out of you path. And so if you are in the space of like, look, like, what am I? Like, let's do that before everything is lost. So why don't we talk about that for a minute, Jennifer, like the, the identity piece? Yeah. So it's interesting that you made the distinction between men and women and men being the doers. 
So I think what's unfortunately happened to us as women over time is that we have um, adopted more of a masculine energy and we have found our value through doing. Yes. Right. And so the, you know, we still have the creative nurturing um, community building side of us, but because that's not as highly valued in the culture that we live in, we kind of push that to the, to the back and we adopt what we think is going to make make us successful. And it is what makes us successful, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. I was very successful in my career because I was constantly doing right. Like I didn't, I spent no time being in every, every minute of my day was filled with something. And that something was for somebody else. It was for my family. It was for my career. It was for my parents. It was for, right. I was nowhere on my own list. And I think, you know, when I started to reflect back on my own journey, I did all of these things, you know, got good grades, went to a good college and nowhere along the way, did I actually stop to check in with myself to say, is this really what I want? Is this what truly makes me happy? Because my identity was very much externally based. And so it was, look, I'm a corporate exec. I make really good money. I travel all the time. I have a beautiful house. I must be doing okay. Right. Right. And so the clue was that little voice inside me that I actually never gave too much room to that was constantly saying, hmm, is this it? Is there something more? And I would push it away. I'm like, go away. I I can't do it. It didn't fit. It didn't fit with the narrative, right? Yeah. Right. It didn't fit the narrative. And I also knew there was some part of me that knew that if I actually gave this voice some space, that I was going to have to do something about it and, you know, dismantling everything that I had built, everything that I had invested my whole life into was like, not even a question. And so the universe, the way the universe works, dismantled it for me (laughs) piece at a time. Right. I mean, I now come to look at that, even though I don't recommend people do it the way that I did it, I now come to look at that time of my life as probably being one of the greatest gifts I have ever been given. Yeah. Yeah. Very often the things that we, we, we get taken away from us are the blessings because we couldn't do it ourselves. So I would not have, no, (laughs) to my own devices, I would not have made the choice. No, no way. No way. That marriage that I stayed in, you're gone. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. But I feel like, I feel like identity sometimes is tied. You know, I talk a lot about shame and um, Mm. the not enoughness and what I hear in your story, you know, when we're the overachieving, I have Mm -hmm. to, I have to, you know, because there's a healthy, yeah, I'm really smart woman and I want to accomplish this. But sometimes when it's like, no, I have to be this because underneath is the, you know what I mean? Can you speak about that? Yeah. I mean, every part, like looking back on it now, I didn't see it at the time, but every part of what I did and what I was successful for was proving that I was enough. Boom, boom. That's it. If I got the good job, then look, you know, I was constantly building an identity for the world to show the world that I was enough because really inside I wasn't. So the way my body looked, how did I do in my career? Like, you know, what did my, where was my house? What did my house look like? All of that was proving to the world that I was enough. And you know, this is like, you can never fill the void of of enoughness inside you with anything outside of you. It's an inside job, right? I love that we're here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and I, I just love the way the universe brings the lessons uh, forward to you because the relationship that I got into right after my marriage brought me to a whole new level of low in terms of (sighs) self-love. Like it was, it was, not, it was, it was just not good. 
and I'm not blaming that person. Yeah, like, yeah, it's all you know what I mean? mm-hmm. Right. And I was probably at the, my lowest of lows at that point about myself. And that was where I was like, okay, I really had to start digging into, into me and why I was the unpacking, like unpacking so many years of mm-hmm. things, you know, that we picked up along the way. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the conditioning. Right. Yeah, it's like, it's absolutely. like, you'll be loved when, or you'll be loved if, if. and so if, if you're listening to this, just, just like being that question, that's a really important question. Is there a part of me again, we, it, it, you can be really driven. I'm super driven, yeah. right? You're super driven. Yeah. We like to get shit done. We like to make things happen. But what about the days that you can't get stuff done? You can't make, are you a piece of shit then? Or are you still yeah. level? Right? Yeah. Like, and so, so I really challenge you guys, if you're listening to this, like unpack this for yourself so you don't have to get the two by four hit again yeah. across the head. You know, and the energy of getting things done now comes from a, such a different place, yes. right? It well, becomes it comes that. from self-love and self-respect and, you know, wanting my own growth and expansion for me, you know, tapping into, like I begin every day tapping into myself to say like, what's, what feels good to me right now? What do I need? Like mentally, physically, emotionally, what do I need? And I focus on that before I will do one stitch of work. Sometimes I might not start work till much later in the day, because what I need is to be by the lake this morning Mm -hmm. and just fill my cup from nature. Right. Or sometimes it might be meditation or whatever that might be, but I fill my cup before I give to anybody. This is such a a kind of, I mean, this isn't new stuff, but maybe for some people listening, it is in that, you know, the masculine way of doing was hustle, grind, make everybody happy, just burn the shit out. Like, but what I'm hearing, I love how you're demonstrating the more feminine is I have to be filled. I'm going to receive from the inside, the information, the inspiration, and then I go act on it. So it's not that you're not acting, but it's sourced from a different thing. Yeah. So, so when you, I know when I first started doing that, um, I drove everybody crazy because I would be having, have a launch all set up. Then I'd be like, nope, my intuition says, nope. And I like my whole, my whole team is like, oh, good hell, what are you doing? But following the inspiration, the intuition can look messy. It doesn't look, it doesn't look, you know, you're not working the 80 hours a week that you used to, you know, you're not getting the, getting the brownie points for suffering. It looks differently, right? It's a very like, whoa, different operating system. Let's call it yeah. that. Yeah. And, you know, there are times like I don't do this all the time, but there are times, you know, when there's a lot going on where that I will work a lot, a lot of hours, but you know what it, when you're, when you're operating from the place of like having a full cup, like, you know, and doing something that you love. So this was the other thing, like finding something working hard in that is actually a renewable energy resource. Like I'm getting energy from that thing that I'm doing versus doing something out of duty or obligation or because somebody else thinks you, you should is actually depleting your energy. Mm-hmm. Right. And so even like, I, I counsel my clients on this all the time. I mean, even if you do have to go to a soul sucking job, mm-hmm. right. And sometimes that's just the way that's, you that's, have to, yeah. Yeah. for whatever reason right now, right. Even if you do have to go to a soul sucking job, you have to find other ways to fill your cup. Right. So what are the things that you love? So maybe it's a side hustle. Maybe it's just, you spend more time in nature. Maybe yeah, you spend more time good. with your grandkids because that fills you up, but you can't keep depleting because mm-hmm. I, I did that one and we saw how that one worked out. <laughs> so good. Right. And so you have to figure out what that renewable energy resource is for you and spend more time in that. Love that. Let's like, what do you think some of the signs or symptoms of proving energy? Because I don't think, mm-hmm. I mean, I know when I was doing it, 
I didn't have the conscious voice saying, I'm only doing this because I feel less than, so I must prove my, you know what I mean? Like I, I was acting on that, but I wasn't, I don't know that I, until somebody said, yeah. that's proving energy. So, so like, what do you think that looks like? Cause I really want people to understand like, uh-oh, don't get into this one. <laughs> this, the path is kind of shitty. Yeah. I mean, well, it starts with, well, there's a whole pile packed into this, right? <laughs> but it's, it starts with things like people pleasing. Okay. Right. Like when you find yourself in the place where you're like, I really don't want to be doing this thing, but so-and-so won't like me or Ooh, nice. I won't get, you know what I mean? If I don't yeah. do this, my boss won't like me. Right. If I yeah. don't do this, um, boundaries are another huge thing. Like when I think about, you know, you know my mother died when I was like, when I was in my early thirties and she was, mm-hmm. she was actually the age I am now. But I was at at work. I was at on a really, really big project. And I worked like she was living with me at the time. And I was working like a million hours. And, you know, I would, you know, come home, throw dinner at everybody. And then I'd go back out to the office and I'd be working uh-huh. all night. And the whole time I'm thinking, God, you know, my mother's dying of cancer. Like I should be spending more time with her. And then she did die of cancer. And for the longest time after that, I beat myself up yeah. for not holding yeah. that boundary with my work to say, you know what, right. this is what I can give to you right now. Right. And it was a huge regret for a long. I've come, I've come to terms with it because I only knew what I knew at the yeah. time. Right. Right. But you know, where you start crossing your own boundaries, where you start, um, you know, always making sacrifices for what you want versus what other people want. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where this, you know, I have to look a certain way. I have to be a certain way. I can't speak my mind, right? Like I can't speak my truth for fear of what might happen. Like all of those are signs. Those are really good. And what I love, Jennifer, is that you brought out one of the consequences, right? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, to live with the regrets, right? And so so it's the paradox because I want to keep everybody happy, but then holy shit, I wasn't there for my mom. You're not happy. Like that, that's right. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly (sighs) right. So let's talk about, you know, when you said earlier, when you had your pause and you started reflecting and saying, what do I want? You didn't know what you wanted. And I, and here's the answer. There's a question, like I want to play it. I'm yeah. a little bit older than you. Right. But we're both midlife. I'm, I'm, I'm a little older probably. And um, I don't know that we over 40 women were given permission to really know and explore. I, I, I wonder if the 20 year olds or 30 year olds, maybe they have more access to it. Right. But let's talk about that. What, what do you think, what's, what's your take on that? Like, mm-hmm. how did it happen? And then how at midlife do you start going, I get to know, and it's my time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is such a beautiful question. And I could talk about this. for days. <laughs> I won't, but, um, <laughs> you know, as we grew up and especially, I think the women of our generation, mm-hmm. we grew up um, where our value was seen in what, what we look like, what we do for others and like our ability to have children. Yes. Right. And so, you know, we, we not, maybe not consciously, but subconsciously that becomes ingrained in us. And so we hit this period of midlife, right. Where, okay. Our bodies don't look like they used to (laughs) anymore. Um, We are no longer having, we are no longer able to have babies and maybe our kids have now left home or are leaving home or at least very independent. And so when we've attributed all of our value to those things outside of ourselves, it's only normal and natural that we get to this point in our lives. And then we start questioning, where do I fit in? And this is where women start to be, feel irrelevant, invisible, yeah. um, no longer wanted. 
um, that type of thing. And it leads us to this path of questioning, well, what is next? So this chapter of our lives is, um, it's actually the longest chapter of any mm, portion of our lives, yeah, sure. right? Um, and, you know, if you typically see the representation of the phases of a woman's life, you will see maiden, which is all about finding your, your mate settling Man, down and having yeah, family, right? right. right. Uh, and, and the focus of that is on beauty and looks because that's the attraction point, right? Then you get to the mother phase, self-explanatory, your body becomes, you know, mm-hmm. your whole focus becomes bearing children, raising children and all of that. And then typically when you see the third stage of a woman's life represented, it goes to crone. And I don't know about you, but when I hear the word crone, <laughs> it, it conjures up this image of this wizened old woman sitting yes. on a mountaintop and spouting wisdom before yes. she leaves the planet. And I was like, wait a minute, what yeah, happens? Somewhere the like, <laughs> my kids have left home and I'm this wise old 80 year old. Right, right. Yeah. Like what, what happens in then? And, and that's like 30 years between 50 and 80, right? Or maybe even longer, right? Like maybe it's 40 and 80, mm-hmm. right? And so I actually retermed those the maven years because when I saw the definite the dictionary definition nice. of the word maven, it means an expert with knowledge and wisdom to share. Boom. Nice. And I was like, nice. we've acquired yes. all of this yeah. first part of our life is about acquiring all of that knowledge and wisdom and life experience. And this is the chapter where we put it to use. And you know, we are, you know, young enough and energetic enough to mm-hmm. be able to affect change and young enough that we can actually see that change happen. So we're not the crone who's spouting the wisdom. And then she leaves the planet before she gets to see this. We actually get to see this come to life yeah. in our own lives, right? In, yeah. in our contributions, in our legacy. You know, one of the things that I love about this age and this stage is the, you know, that expression, I got no more fucks to give. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so liberating to not, okay, I got some wrinkles. Uh, like it, it's like yeah. to just to be like who you be, but how do you handle the, and we are irrelevant or we are invisible or people don't, you know, I like, I'll be in a room and I'm like, I am the oldest one here or like all the TV, you know, the reality shows, they're only 30 year olds. That are, you know what I mean? Like how, how do you, how do women stay strong, be in their sovereignty and notice like, Hmm, like how to give some ideas about that. Yeah. So it's interesting that, you know, um, you just mentioned that, like you go, you go into a room and you look around and you're like, I'm the oldest one. Right. And it's generally, you're making that assumption based on the way people look. Right. Right. And so our first instinct, because we have been conditioned to believe Mm -hmm. that our value is in how we look and our body, the shape of our bodies, that's our first instinct is to go there. Right. And I mean, I do it. I remember walking down the street with my daughter, you know, and I can see men like looking at her and then I'm like, Wait a minute, like what chop liver? Right, exactly. <laughs> right. And yeah. I just remember being like, wow, this is like the, the yeah. tables have turned here. I'm no yeah. longer the right. <laughs> um, and but this is the thing. So we immediately go to that. And that's fine because that's the way we've been cultured. But then the next thought. So you're first, you're not responsible for your first thought, right? But you are responsible for the next thought after that. Nice. And the next thought after that is okay, well, I might be the oldest, but I'm also really freaking smart. The wisest, right? probably. I, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I can share a ton of information with these youngins in the room, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. and so we have to o- learn to own those parts of ourselves. And, and it's mm-hmm. like you meant, like you just mentioned, like, you know, we have less bucks to give because mm-hmm. we are owning parts of who we are, yeah. right? And yeah. there's so much beauty in owning who you are at whatever age it is. And so when you see older women trying to be 
um, look younger or appear younger because they're insecure. The energy of insecurity gets reflected everywhere. Everybody can feel it, whether you know it or not. Right. When you are like a hundred percent grounded in who you are and what you bring to the table. And like what I'm bringing to the table right now is not my body or my face, (laughs) right? I'm bringing a whole lot more valuable contribution to this world than that. Uh, Yeah. This could be the mic drop moment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 This is really good. So if people want to follow you and find you, where do they go? Yeah, I am on all the socials. So uh, Instagram, I well, Instagram and Facebook, my two main mm-hmm. places to play. So it's old chicks, no shit um, on both places. So it's old chicks, K-N-O-W. So no as a knowledge and shit. Um, and I also have a Facebook group, um, a private Facebook group um, as well, which is uh, under the same name. So it's the same name everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I would love for people to come find me. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah. Let's have a great conversation. And I think you you have a free gift for my listeners. Yeah. So I um I have a, a guide called Five Ways to Get Unstuck and Create Your Kick-Ass Next Chapter. So um, I'll make sure that you have the link. I think Beautiful. I gave you the link for that. Yeah. Um, so you have the link for that so people can sign up. And it really is, you know, so many of the women that I talk to are in this stage of, you know, I know there has to be something more mm-hmm. than what I'm experiencing, mm-hmm. but I have no idea where to go, how to figure out what it is and what next steps to take. And that's exactly where I was. And um, you know what? I've kind of figured some things out along the way. You have that's magnificent. But your energy is so I love your story. I love your story because you know that you had it all and then you were boom in the bed. And for you to rebuild with I just keep calling it an operating system, a different operating system, not based on proving, not based on people pleasing, not based on being something for everybody else. You just found your soulfulness, right? And so you yeah. get to teach it today. Ooh, that's I so mean, nice. ultimately, I found my soul. Like yeah, <laughs> to be, exactly. like to be very frank about yes, it, right? Like yes. I began to see myself in a much different light. Um, you know, in, in terms of like not needing to be to prove that I was enough for this world, that I deserve to be right. So, so if somebody's listening to this and they're going, I don't know where to start. I love what she's saying. I love these ideas. Where does somebody start? The number one thing that I tell everybody, and this was the place that I was forced into was, um, is to stop doing and to start like just being with yourself for a minute. Mm. And that, that can sound like a really, really daunting thing, but even if it's carving out five minutes in the morning to yourself, grab a journal, a piece of paper while you have your coffee and you could free write, like write some random thoughts, or you could write intentions for the day, but it's, it's just really finding a point of connection. Or for some people that might be in nature. Like I, I go into nature every morning, right? Because things come to me, downloads yeah, and intuition sure. comes to me when I'm in that place. But whatever it is that you have to do to carve out a small piece of time mm-hmm. to just be with yourself. I mean, I was forced there. Like I literally couldn't get out of bed. So there was nothing I could right. do, right. <laughs> right? And so again, I don't recommend that. So consciously creating that time to be with yourself and to find out who you are, to start building a relationship, like start dating yourself. Like, who are you? What do you like? What do you not like? <laughs> right. <laughs> and it, I mean, it sounds cliche, no, but that's, honestly, that's, yeah, yeah. so many of us have become so disconnected from ourselves through the process of doing for others that it, it takes some time. And just like any relationship that we have, we have to invest time into it mm-hmm. to start building that relationship Beautiful. with ourselves. Alice would say, 
just get really honest with yourself about where, where on the pecking order are you? Because, yes. you know, the way the work I do is we make the unconscious conscious. Yes. And so what Jennifer exactly. and I have spoken of today is hopefully we've, we've given you some awareness. And the first question is, wow, where am I? Right. Am I like third behind the dog and, yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the barista, you know, like, like, and, and how can you? And so that's what, that's, that's the goal. Like I want to be, and it's not now what's going to happen is your gremlins are going to go, but I don't want to be all bitchy and selfish. And da, 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 da. that's the old stuff that's trying to keep you safe. Right. Yeah. And so, so just start, like, if I really valued myself, how would I act? Like, does the idea of 10 minutes, just journaling, just being, does that scare you? Good. Lean in. Look, look yeah. how Jennifer turned out. She turned out great. Right. Yeah. So, I, uh, you know, I have a, just a quick story to share with you. Yeah. When I first started on this journey, um, I was compelled. I had never really meditated, but I was compelled to go to a meditation class. Okay. And um, I, I, I don't even know what drove me. Anyway, I went to this class. Uh, it was a guided meditation. There was like a bunch of us and five of us in the room and I'm sitting on the mat and, you know, the teacher's guiding the meditation and I can feel this well of emotion start to come up. Oh. And I'm thinking to myself, what is this? Like, what's going on? Hold it together. I literally couldn't hold it together. And I ended up basically sobbing on my mat for 90 minutes. And you know, the, the instructor's so gracious. She just handed me a box of Kleenex and she's like, do your thing. And at the end of the class, she says to me, oh, I'm doing an eight week series. If you'd like to sign up. And again, I don't even know what motivated me, but I signed up for eight weeks of this. And basically every week for eight weeks, I went into that class. And I sat on that mat and I sobbed and I had no idea why I was crying. I literally at times thought I'm losing my mind. Like I'm coming unglued here. Mm-hmm. And then I started to realize, you know, probably by about the fifth or sixth week, yeah. I'm like, man, I've been holding so much stuff down. Like I've just right. been like trying to keep that beach ball underwater. And even though it was uncomfortable, like sitting there crying in front of the six other people in the room every week, I mean, they, I don't even know what they thought of me, right? <laughs> it was ridiculously uncomfortable, but I knew intuitively there was yeah. something there that I had to follow that. And, you know, when you talk about getting uncomfortable, like when you're approaching discomfort that, you know, you have to do, you just know it. Yeah, absolutely. It's you purposeful, it. right? Yeah. It's purposeful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So there is so much beauty in, like you said, facing discomfort and just plowing through it. That is a great story. Oh, you are just such a delight. So follow Jennifer. The links will be in the show notes, wherever you're watching and listening to this, we'll do that. And Jennifer, thank you so much. You have gifted the listeners and me with your wisdom and, uh, and your reading. Thank you. If you can't see her, she's adorable. So like, you're just, I just (laughs) love your energy and your countenance is like really bubbly and just just like really um, wonderful and warm and wise and all the good things. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. (laughs) Okay. Thank you for listening. And here's the thing. If you just like right now, just ask yourself, who needs to hear this? Because you know of a woman or two that is in this boat. Maybe her kids are leaving. Maybe she just got a divorce. Maybe she's at that like, ah, what's next? Send them this show. Send them this, this, this link. Have her follow Jennifer. Get connected. All right. Peace and blessings. Bye now. Hey, I really appreciate you listening to that last episode. And I would love to get to know you a little bit more and to get to connect with you on a deeper level. And here's what I suggest. I've got a Facebook group that corresponds with the content of these podcasts. It's called Fiercely Brilliant Women in Business with Therese Skelly. So if you just search Facebook, Fiercely Brilliant with Therese Skelly, 
you'll find the group. It's a really nice group. It's a small group and I'm super active in it. Each week we have a lot of supportive conversations. I share a lot of resources. I do a lot of coaching on the spot and I would love to have you join me there. So if you like the vibe of this podcast and you want to hang out with a pretty darn cool community of women, join us at Fiercely Brilliant on Facebook with Therese Scali. Alrighty, peace and blessings and I hope to see you in the group. Bye now.